Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. podcast. Once again, podcast. Another week, another another podcast. Uh, another dollar. Another another yeah. Ha, good one. <laughs> hey, dude, a dollar's a dollar, man. We As get paid a dollar each um, from Ger- Gerard the Completionist. He sends it over <laughs> PayPal. A dollar <laughs> every time we do the podcast. Uh, d- full disclosure, you know, we we just yeah. want to. You know, everyone talks about full disclosure all the time. That's how much we get paid to do the podcast. You know, if if you did have a dollar, you could go to the Humble Bundle and spend an absolutely minuscule amount on their current Humble Bundle for the, the minuscule level, which might actually be a really good idea because right now they're selling a bunch of super duper kick ass awesome Neo Geo games. Oh snap! I'm looking at it now. <gasps> Metal Slug Three. Metal yeah, Slug. That's, that's, yes, uh, I would pay that amount of money for just that game. Yes, I don't, I don't really care about any of the other ones, but Metal Slug Three, completely worth. Uh, yeah. Well, for Metal Slug Absolutely. Three, you got to pay uh, nine forty six. Exactly, I'd pay that much for Metal Slug yeah. Three by itself. If you get ten dollars yeah. or more down, you. Uh, get fuck there's like just so many games here and they're all good but at the ten dollar level there's there's garu mark of the wolves metal slug x kof 2002 i'm really excited to play kof uh 98 i'm uh trying to see which level that is that is at 946 literally a 50 cent difference at map absolute minimum gets you kof 2000 samurai showdown 2 metal slug 2 fatal fury special which actually isn't that great, but there are some good Fatal Fury games for some reason they're not here. But um, Baseball Stars 2. Remember when Scribble was going on about how great Baseball Stars 2 is? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Now is my our, our chance to to see what, what he's talking about on a super duper a easy, cheap, legal way except as it turns out, the vast majority of these games are basically torrented roms included with a acquired gamefly emulator then the company distributing them has put in the bare minimum amount of effort to develop a garbage front end where you click play and it starts emulating the games with the controls that pre-configured for you that you can't change oh <laughs> what it's like well the roller coaster ride that was buying this bundle was super duper real the roller coaster was real because it's an absolutely amazing deal and i can't wait to go and check these out but holy crap it's a real adventure getting them to work they were playing at double speed on my monitor if you have a 100 (laughs) 20 44 hertz monitor the the games play at super high speed it's like holding down the fast forward button in zsnes you got to go into your windows display options and set it down to 60 hertz for the games to play correctly and even then you can't configure your controls and also have like no graphics options whatsoever. Like some bilinear filtering would be nice. Maybe some scan lines for when I'm playing on the TV. But no. Well, at Great. least the metal slug is for Steam. At, at least you saved me nine dollars and what forty-seven cents, whatever it was. Yeah, forty-six. So, some of them are legitimate Steam versions, and by that I mean eight of the eighteen. That there are eight of the 22 games on here are legitimate PC ports. The rest are emulators. And what is further damning evidence against the company that's that pushed out these versions, which um, I, I believe is called Dot Emu. They make 
they've made uh, cell phone versions of these games before <laughs> using um, their own proprietary emulators. But when you actually go into the game files, you find the same Neo Geo BIOS zip file that you can, can get, that you can get from Cool ROM. Mm. like i actually went to cool rom and checked it out and it was the same zip file and you know how i know is because when you open this zip file there's a big comment that says torrent zipped 347 abba 77 like they actually they i assume the logic is that they're within their rights to download torrents of their own product and repackage them and sell (laughs) them oh my god the amount of legwork that that this company is is going to is just absolutely bare minuscule as people found out the emulator that they're using isn't their own either it's it's something from quite a few years ago remember when gamefly was was doing a uh classic game emulation service no i never looked into gamefly but it was forever ago like around 2005 to 7 i want to say is when they were doing this (sighs) and um this the the software that they're using is a holdover from those days. Basically, when I talked about this on Twitter, I got a whole bunch of people responding to me saying, yo, just take the ROMs that you bought and use them in a better emulator. <laughs> <laughs> and like that blew my mind, too, because I thought they would be real PC versions and not just ROMs. <laughs> That's really yeah. weird. You can well, actually test them out. I'm like testing out uh, baseball all stars here. I wasn't like able to get demo. that to work. They they have an in-browser version that Firefox never completely loaded up. I never tested in Chrome, but I'm more interested in testing the it's client Chrome. side, which is 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 it working? Is it loading? It, it it's loading and everything, but you can't uh you can't insert coins. It's saying to press enter and it, it just doesn't work. This doesn't work properly. Tight. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. I I really can't wait to play some Neo Geo games that I bought for $10. However, I'm going to have to put in some elbow grease to get them working properly. And that's a little little disappointment. Is that the point of playing a a premium? Yeah, for convenience. Getting stuff, yeah, to work instead of like going out of your way, going on some some site where there's plenty of non-shady sites (laughs) out there that have a whole collection of ROMs. Even though I bought these games, the experience is still going to be almost identical identical to going on these super shady (laughs) ROM sites and finding an emulator and testing which one works right on my setup. Because that's what I'm going to have to do because I bought torrented ROM dumps with this humble bundle. It defeats the purpose entirely. Again, <laughs> I am willing to pay $10 for Metal Slug 3 on Steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Metal Slug games are on Steam, and that's that's all that matters. <laughs> okay, let's matters. see. Yeah, the Metal Slug 3 is an actual Steam code. Um, and the other ones, too, at the 10 tier and the first one. Just basically all the Metal Slug games, instead of 2, 2 is not on there. What That's about Metal Slug X? Yeah, it's on there. It's on okay. uh, Steam. Good. Yeah. Good. So the good games, not to say the other ones are not good, but I mean Metal Slug, dude. Metal Slug, the 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 the, the hundreds of quarters that I've wasted, <laughs> you know, playing this in the arcade. Oh, some of the best experiences ever. And the, and the, the, the crazy arcade slowdown when things are going crazy. Oh, I wonder oh if, you, if that's you just don't be match that with other stuff. Yeah. 
I was playing a shmup last week called Mushihimi-sama that had built-in software-side FPS drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bandicam was reporting a full 60, but but when the screen's super full of bullets, it's clearly not a full 60. And I was reading some interviews later on that some fans sent me where they were talking about deliberately designing the game for that. That uh, wow. they they put the dense the bullets in a certain amount of density to cause slowdowns to give the player a little more response time and also the they they do slow the game down to compensate for sps drops oh my god so that's neat and it worked yeah <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah doom 3 great. did that um but yeah other than that i've been playing a lot of rainbow six siege tell me lay it on me because that, I, I'm that a big fan adventure. of Vegas and the old ones. So Yeah, then then you may well how into the multiplayer of Vegas were you? Because there yeah, is no, no that's what I played. Okay. That's what I played. Yeah. You know, buy or be warned, there is no multiplayer or campaign campaign, more like crap pain with this oh. thing. Oh Ouch. yeah, yeah. I it's I I'm wondering when this became a super unpopular opinion to have because I remember people always talking shit about the campaigns tacked onto Battlefield and Call of Duty. And it's mm-hmm. like in Rainbow Six Siege, you get these things called situations, which are basically little scenarios uh, built into the multiplayer maps against easy AI opponents. You basically play through them for a couple of hours. It's all it takes. And by then, you know the maps before you go into the multiplayer. You know a little bit more about the gunplay. And I would so much rather have that than 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 some shoulder shaking me saying, you're not a real ghost. <laughs> <laughs> And and before I follow behind his behind for him to open a door for me. And Rainbow Six Siege, you don't open doors, you bash them. You bash holes in them. You bash two holes, and on the third hole, the whole door collapses. And and in the single player mode, you can bash any door you want in any part of the level. You're not funneled in any particular direction like like people are hating it, but I think it's really quite alright. It's not great, but it's just totally alright. So yeah, uh I was just going to say, I haven't played Siege, but um, I really enjoyed Vegas 2, which yeah. I played with, with friends, and all we did was uh, either single player or, or co-op, and we if it was single player, we'd trade off controllers every death on the uh, those like challenge missions where it's like, infiltrate and kill all the terrorists in this like facility yeah and they like kind of have a semi-regular way that they go about it but they also have some like random ai so they'll like walk to different places and it's, yep. i don't know that's more fun than than most of the like call of duty campaigns though i've heard that black ops 3 gets into some pretty esoteric weird shit and that sounds <laughs> kind of interesting um that's that's what they're doing with here it's it's not a quote-unquote campaign it's like a list of challenges and i'm totally okay with that yeah same um, what's mediocre about it that people are complaining about? I It's hard to tell because I really like it. Mm. I like a Ubisoft game for once. I wasn't expecting to. I remember when um, I was talking with uh, Matt and Randy earlier and they were when we were all deciding on games to review for the first couple of weeks of December and you guys picked oh, Just yeah. Cause, I picked Rainbow Six. I was expecting to pick the worst one, but as it turns out, oh, how the tables have turned because it's really oh. fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I did not have that same experience with Just Cause 3, and uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, I just, 
I just don't get it. I apparently, you know, I, I it's, it's totally gauged on the, the, the creativity that you have. Oh, you want to attach a, a slingshot to a, you know, a, a innocent person and sling them across the field. If you find that fun, then just cause three is the game for you. But anyways, yeah. Rambo six siege. How, how did you like it? <laughs> I want to hijack your, your thing. Uh, well, I came into it with low expectations. I had the E3 demo from 2014. That's all I watched previously, along with just like minor little snippets of actual people playing the actual game. But the 2014 demo holy crap that is like so wrong i went back and watched it and it was cringy and then awfully voice acted it's so weird having professional voice actors pretend to be people sitting around playing a video game and they have did, did you guys see that video yeah where, where they have havoc chasing the players through and havoc is like this big villain no wait no no <laughs> wait, wait wait maybe the, hang on is havoc like the name of an of an enemy player in yeah, the game in and, that, and okay yeah then i did the people yeah. who are voice acting you're like oh it's havoc get out of there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well, and then the, the uh actual game that that we got has movement and animation that looks way more solid than that demo graphics that look way less worse. The house map is completely redesigned from that demo. And also a lot of the tactics that they did would not work. The thing that really tickles my pink about this game. Ooh, the thing that really tickles my fancy about this game is that, uh, unlike the Vegas is, it's not a cover shooter. Mm. You, there is no third person camera whatsoever. So when you have to take cover, you have a screen full of a desk that you're hiding behind. Um, which as a fan of the older Rainbow Six games that were super duper slow, like one hit kill, almost borderline combat simulators. Yeah, it this is like the closest the series has come to that point. And I am super duper enjoying how how far backwards they've gone. And I feel like a lot of players might miss that within all the controversies about them not having a campaign and and also having microtransactions, which I found super easy to ignore completely. Hmm. Basically, what you got here is a Counter-Strike clone with much, much slower movement where the environment is super duper destructible. You can blow holes on the other side of enemies' um, bases or to tunnel a cool route into an objective. You can uh, blow chunks of, of levels successively apart to to get to places and exploit the terrain. And it's very, very smartly limited by the amount of equipment, both teams and the players on the team. You have five players. The attackers come with a bunch of explosive equipment that they can blow apart the level with, but only like two or three pieces each, mm. which means that if they don't use their gadgets in a match before they die, then they've effectively set the their whole team back by like 20% of whatever tunnel they want to build to the enemies. Meanwhile, oh, the enemies can sneak all around the levels and flank them while they're trying to stack up against whatever walls they're trying to breach at the moment. The, uh, the defenders can also reinforce walls into a semi-permanent state, putting huge metal plates all over the levels for what points they want to defend. When you're playing... Um, the defenders, it's almost a little bit like uh, playing a mobile defense, a tower defense game where mm, you pick and choose yeah. certain points of the maps you want to fortify based on where you predict the enemies to be. Super duper cool layers of strategy and depth to the gameplay there that, that I was. Oh, God, I love it so much. That's cool. You also because movement is so slow and deaths come so fast, you have to put work into every kill you get which is another thing I really appreciate. Like you can go a whole match without getting any kills, but still contribute to the team. If you just kind of put pressure on the enemy and distract them from looking 
in the direction of your teammates because really all you have to do to get the kill is make sure you're looking at the right place at the right time because if if you're if they take more than three shots you must be shooting their like toes or something mm. and mm. there's 10 maps with nighttime and very yeah nighttime and uh daytime variations of every maps and they're really good maps too the, the gunplay is super solid i've had a team of friends with me the whole time feeding in intel to uh to each other planning moving slowly telling everyone on the team what's going on it, it's super duper fun to play with a good team of people using the microphone absolutely amazing experiences there's even a really cool class system going on where you pick uh different classes of operators that have different kinds of guns and breaching equipment for each one and i had some amazing experiences last night playing as a sniper who in in the counter-strike bomb defusal mode you have the attackers trying to it's kind of a reverse counter-strike situation where the attackers plant a bomb diffuser on the bomb in a map and then mm -hmm. have to defend that rather than planting a bomb at a point in the map but um we were having plans and and tactics that were working where we were blowing holes into the bare minimum of whatever zone we had to plant on and then planting that under cover of smoke while i was covering it with a sniper from super far away where they couldn't see or return fire from and hmm. uh, just just a, a, an incredible amount of, of different ways that every match can go because there are just so many different routes through these levels that are are locked only by your imagination <laughs> sounds pretty cool yeah man it, it's i wonder if it's going to be one of those games where it's it's a good game but it falls short because nobody's playing Supporting it. it. Right. Yeah. And that makes me really worried. Like there's a whole lot of controversy regarding them not having campaigns and stuff and also a microtransaction shop. And when in practice, the microtransactions are super easy to ignore. I found you basically have, uh, this is going to sound really, really garish, but it's not that bad. I promise. There are right. three currencies. You have your Ubisoft, <laughs> you play fun achievement points, Right. Which don't cost you anything except time for playing other games on Uplay. You have your basic like Call of Duty XP reward money, which is called Renown in this game. Mm -hmm. And that comes in at a fairly nice clip. After about four or five hours, you have enough to buy a new operator class and fully max out whatever upgrade tree they have on their gun, which is super duper cheap and also quick because there's not a lot of upgrades to buy. Most of what you're buying are new operator classes. It's kind of like, uh, I guess the closest analogy are the nine classes in TF2. You have mm. about nine classes for attackers, defenders. After about 30 hours, I felt like I was done unlocking everything, which is much, much faster and shorter than any typical Call of Duty that'll keep you going for like 50 to 70 before you unlock everything and then prestige over again. Mm -hmm. um, the third currency are the problem currency. It's the, the rain, R6 credits is what they're called. That's what you buy with real money. And you can basically buy XP boosters for getting renown. If 30 hours playing this great game is too long for you and you're too impatient, you can just go that route, I guess. But like I said, while playing, I felt absolutely no temptation to buy that whatsoever and also bought pretty much everything that you can buy with that within about 30 hours of gameplay that didn't even feel like grinding for it because I was having so much fun. Nice. Wow. You can buy weapon skins with your with your 
either paid for or imaginary money as well, which are completely useless. I guess the only people who want those are our kids stealing crates. their parents' credit cards. Get yeah, those crates, it, man. And that's uh, another, like like CSGO, there's a cash shop for weapon skins, and I've never really understood the appeal of those myself, but they manage to make money off of them, and they don't affect the game whatsoever. It's It's really quite an okay system. They're selling a $30 season pass, which I think is a complete ripoff that basically gives you early access to new character classes as they come out. But they do say early access, which makes me think they might be unlocking those for free for everyone else after a week or so long period. You get early access to a map that is also going to be free for everyone else in a week. So Mm -hmm. they say they're going to be pushing out new maps for this thing. There are already 10 really good maps for this thing. One of them's a stinker, but the other nine are great. (laughs) And I'm like surprised by all this. Because it seems like the elements were there. It hasn't even been reviewing well, but I have been having a blast with this game for the past week, playing it with my friends, and I would I would love it if I had more friends to play with. I just uh, am guessing that the price tag is the one roadblock in the way of that. Yeah. Is it 60? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, yeah. you can buy it for much cheaper through third parties because they were distributing free codes for this game with new graphics cards for the mm. past couple months. And so a lot of retailers who are stocking those graphics cards then redistributed the code. So you can find some codes for it for like 30 or $40. And actually, if I do, I ought to link you guys in case you're interested, because I'm always up for having more partners to play this game with. Partners are a necessity. So it's one of those things is you don't have, I feel like I don't have enough time. Like, I feel like when you when you buy a game, cause this has been happening to me lately. I buy a game and I'll play it. But mm-hmm. then I, f- as soon as I get busy, like I totally forget about that game and, and that it exists. You know, it happened with Splatoon with me. It happened with, um, Mario maker, you know, and I, I, it could be because I didn't have anyone to play with, but like, as soon as I get busy, like, it's just like, I only have space for that one game that one extra game on the side whether it be like league of legends that i easy can just like pick up or or i don't know guild wars 2 or anything like that I could just like jump in do a little quick yeah. game and come back and i would love it if rainbow six siege could take that spot i just have a feeling right. that there's so much bullshit it it's such a good game but it has to deal with so much bullshit because it's ubisoft mm. like uh having to launch you play itself oh, is a pain having to friends already, already not gonna buy it now oh great <laughs> you, you you're gonna have to deal with you play if if there's someone on Yummy. steam you want to play with or on skype on you want to play with you have to put in your their ubisoft you play fun names and that's that's is it, trouble is that trademark is that fun there's fun bucks and then there's fun <laughs> names all right yeah all right, we we are right, living well. in the ubisoft you play fun future <laughs> And I'm wondering how long that's going to last, really, because a lot of other smaller proprietary game stores like over the years, Gamefly and direct to drive have kind of gone the way of of the dark side. And th- when when they collapse, they give you Steam codes for your games. And I'm wondering how the infrastructure for this game would work in the event Ubisoft decides to pull Uplay in a few years. Which is no, why it might know. be a better idea to buy it on Steam than anywhere else. Because if you buy the Uplay version by itself, that might go away. 
Wait, wait, so you're saying you can buy straight from Uplay or you could buy from Steam and still have to launch Uplay to play it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that. that's how I Ubisoft PC dogs. games work nowadays. Yeah, and it's a huge the issue. I don't remember the last Ubisoft game that I played on, well, I think it was uh, Assassin's Creed 2 and it was definitely not on PC, so. I, I think Assassin's Creed 2 was before they were pushing Uplay as well. Um, yeah, but that was that was on 360 for me, so. Last year I did the dr- the dr- the crew and Watchdogs and both of them required yeah. Uplay and both of them were not great games at all. So my faith in Ubisoft was low going into this, but I'm a huge fan of the old Rainbow Six games, so I thought I'd give it a shot and I'm really surprised. It's like when they aren't making the same sandbox game over and over again, they actually have some cool ideas and and the developers like put in work. This game is great. It's just mm. it just has to deal with some Ubisoft bullshit. Yes. Yeah, that's more bullshit than I'm we're, we're uh, willing to deal with. Okay. To be what what if what if they sold it for like twenty dollars? Would you would you be interested then? Yeah, then I'd, yeah. Then I'd uh, yeah. consider it. Okay, I'm wondering how you, much it's going to be for Christmas. <laughs> twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is like you know going to see a movie. You know, like slightly more yeah. expensive than a movie. This, it's definitely not, I get two hours of it of happiness. It's not it. selling well, and I assume they had to put in a lot of work to get the destruction working the way it does, and making maps for this game is going to be a lot of extra work, too, because yeah. you have to put layers upon layers of infrastructure inside the walls of the map. Yeah. A lot more um, details, planning, and balance, so I'm wondering really how long they can keep it up, because it certainly looks, feels, and plays like a much, much more expensive version of Counter-Strike, and I love Counter-Strike, so that's totally fine by me. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because Rambo 6 Vegas 2, I picked up way months down the line, like mm-hmm. almost a year later. And people were still like it. For some reason, Xbox Live always had this thing where there's always somebody playing some game. Like even for Sacred 2, years down the line, I picked that up and people, it was just massive community in sacred 2 for xbox live and you're just like what and we all all get into like party chat and stuff and and like break the game basically to get max level easily i would Um, i would love that with rainbow six one of the first things i did was punch a smiley face shaped hole in in the garage wall and then it kind of (laughs) blew my mind when i connected the dots of a smaller hole and then a bigger hole there was the the dot shaped circle i had punched in then like fell out of the door in a huge chunk like just the way it should Mm. very very cutting edge nice physics engine that's uh i mean if it wasn't in just this multiplayer only game that would be the way to quickly get my attention for a game stuff like uh red faction gorilla yeah like like the super super destructible environments yeah Yeah. that you can like like bust holes through and like essentially just DIY your way into a situation that's uh that's definitely a way to get my attention it, but it breaks my heart hearing how unattractive this game is because like it is the first yeah. time I've been impressed by physics since Red Faction the new Red Faction games and it's also the most fun I've had with a multiplayer shooter since like Battlefield Bad Company 2 it's it's so good yeah <sighs> it's something that would be up my alley but 60 bucks with you play on top of it is not uh, it's not a sell wah, for me wah, wah. <laughs> Bad Company too, man. The memories yeah. I have of that yeah. game. Yeah, remember blowing holes in walls and then ch- chucking unlimited grenades through those holes from your yeah. supply crate. Hmm? The, le- the 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 maps were fantastic. 
Holy, oh, I, I don't. Are people I, still no playing way, that? I, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I could reinstall oh and check it out because <laughs> this, this is like, I felt like it was just too good that every battlefield after that, I just, I was just super salty about it, and I just never enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed uh, Bad Company. And, oh man, what? It's like I romanticized it in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. If, yeah. if if you come over, I'm going to put you on my computer and have you play a few rounds of Siege and see how you like it. Because uh, I I would love it if we could we could form a, a bunny the team. team. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll be a down clan with that. match in this game would be really, really fun to watch. I'd love to see the kind of, of chatter and lingo that players develop around this uh, this this destruction and strategic destruction, really. Mm. All right. Yeah. So, so, so have you have you been up to anything? Um <laughs> no, actually I the only thing I've been doing was finishing up the Just Cause review. I haven't played <laughs> anything. Um I'm trying to remember, did I play anything? Anything at all? I'm I'm just I think I was rushing the Just Cause review because I have Metal Gear Solid Legacy uh collector's edition here just sit, sitting right here next to my PS3 all hooked up and ready to go um for for this week but yeah i i am pretty boring i am pretty boring uh what about you jimmy are you boring too are we are we gonna yeah be the- c- completely and utterly boring i played some league of legends and that's it honestly oh well i guess i guess i played undertale got to metaton rage quit after five failures and i don't see myself picking it up again anytime <sighs> soon uh what kind of run are we talking about now we're talking about the one that's the hardest one. Yeah, no, I don't think you're supposed... Like, they actively try to prevent you from completing that run. Yeah. And you can tell, can't you? Yeah. But it's okay, though, because the other runs are so good. Right? I, don't, I mean, right? I wouldn't know, because I haven't played any other runs, because <gasps> I'm on my first playthrough. Really? Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Why is that a thing? Okay, I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know anymore. Why is that a thing? Anyways, uh, we'll get into some news after the break. Hello, welcome back. <laughs> Whoa, oh, oh, hey. we jumped right in there. Yeah, right. wait, I, I don't know. Like, Matt, you, you took us out for the news. Do you want to take us We're back. In We're already back. Oh, it, okay. it, it's fine. It's, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Take it away. The um, other side. First topic the other side. <laughs> on the list is uh, we're, we're completely out of chronological order here, but for some reason at the top of our list is a reveal of a System Shock 3 project being developed by Other Side Entertainment, which mm-hmm. uh, is is fairly exciting. System Shock 1 and 2 are super great games that, that later you know spawned into the Bioshock series, mm. kind, of, kind of progenitors of the whole first-person RPG shtick. But uh, earlier than that, progenating the first-person RPG shtick was Ultima Underworld, which was developed by Looking Glass Studio, who went on to make Thief and System Shock. Paul Neurath, who um, was one of the founders of Looking Glass Studio, has since gone on to found a new studio called Other Side Entertainment, who are working on an Ultima Underworld reboot that was crowdfunded uh, earlier in, in the time of the world. And they just kind of came out of nowhere with an announcement that they were also working on a System Shock 3, which makes sense because this guy did work on the original. I, I don't know if he's on the credits for SS2, but uh, for, for Ultima Underworld and SS1, he was there. 
But the rights holders for the game currently are Night Dive Studios, who are making a remake of SS1 and also putting out a re-release of SS1. They haven't really touched SS2. And the whole story behind how they got the license (laughs) is funny as well, because they had to buy it from an insurance company who Mm -hmm. somehow ended up with with System Shock after a series of very confusing and convoluted acquisitions and 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 Ken Levine, who later went on to make Bioshock, has little to nothing to do with System Shock anymore. But he was a great creative force in System Shock 2, and it'll be interesting to see how System Shock 3 can manage without him. Which is also funny, because earlier, a, a whole entire year ago, he um, laid off a whole bunch of people at Irrational and said he was going to make smaller projects. And a lot of people were thinking, oh, maybe they'll, they'll touch System Shock again. And as it turns mm-hmm. out, no, it's a completely different studio touching System Shock again. System Shock oh. is getting touched again. And that's what counts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do these these games, they're not easy to like emulate on, on current PCs, right? I'm assuming. Oh, actually, actually, I played System Shock 2 last year and it ran right. fairly okay. Yeah, I, I watched your... That's the only thing I know about the System Shocks. Is only I a little reviews. teeny bit of a hassle, like just a line or two in a text file. I uh, okay. had much more of a hassle installing the unofficial community patches. Which would make sense, I guess. But I think the Steam version that they're currently selling is super upgraded and up to snuff and ready to go. The only thing is, is that I do recommend you put in some graphics mods to to keep things looking a little pretty. Also, this is a strange case where the modders came up with some really cool designs implemented for some of the monsters that I actually like better than the original. Hmm. The original System Shock 1 character models are not great at all. Or System Shock 2, sorry. Uh, the game came out in 1998, and even then it looks about a couple of years behind its own times. I'm, so I'm, I'm uh, when see. you when you install some mods, you can bring things up to a very nice, crisp, uh, early PS2 level of quality, and I've always I've always been a fan of that spot. Oh, it's a super a good game, though. Spot. And yeah, I also... Uh, <laughs> Is it oh, is it quite like Bioshock? Like I never like it's it's story driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally story driven first person exploration RPG through corridors populated by monsters that you stealth around and play tricks on. Text is there are there characters or? Uh, yeah, you just like Bioshock. Most of the characters that you interact with come through to you through audio. But you also read text diaries, you pick clutter up, you you learn stories that are being told by trash being placed around the level. Very, very system. Sh- all, all of those trends began with System Shock 2. Right. System okay. Shock 1 is, is really good as well, but a very different style. It's trying to do all that stuff, but in the engine of a Doom clone. So you have a, a 2.5D perspective with sprites hovering around that still manage to tell the story with the clutter trash item placement and um, have, have Shodan coming at you through the microphone, giving you intimidations about how she's a god. Also, I really like the sense of humor that they're that they're playing here on the current teaser site. Uh, <laughs> you have you have some Shodan text saying your intrusion was part of my design, and <laughs> it's uh it's 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 cute because people figured out it was System Shock Three before they seemed to wanted to reveal it was System Shock Three. <laughs> hmm. Man, if you also cool. want to see the the progenitor of of Glados, you have Shodan in the System Shock games, who is like f- fucking excellent ai woman villain who's who's just just 
getting in your way every step of the way and and making you feel like a small, insignificant, puny human insect. Kind of like Portal, I'm assuming. Like Exactly. It, oh, that, that means I might be right up my alley because I've, I've been... It, it, it's like those Valve games, you know, like you're like, man, I, I, I wish I wish there was like a Portal 3 or something, something to scratch that itch. Maybe I might want to dive back in. Like, I don't know, like Half-Life 3 and all that. Like, yeah, but like, Portal shock. for me was, I don't know, like I really, really liked that series. Um, yep. Just the just the way that the story is told, even in the first one where you like basically had to figure out yourself and you look through the walls and it's just so interesting to me. And mm. Portal 2 just blew me <laughs> away. How uh, oh man, I just I just want to feel that again. It's one of those one of those things yeah. where I wish I want to delete my brain, you know, format it, it the hard drive and just play it again. Scratch that itch super well. System Shock Two is very very Half Life ish. It mm. came out a year later. You can see a lot of influence from Half Life on it. Some um, on the way it tells its story and builds its levels. But the main difference between it and the newer Bioshocks is that there's an inventory system like character stats to select and upgrade much more in depth with the RPG side of things. But even then, like I said, I played it last year. I installed some graphics mods, some community patches and had a pretty damn great time. It took about, I don't know, 11 to 15 hours and nice, crisp out of the way, super solid classic game. Nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Speaking of super solid classic game has anyone actually like gone back and played ff7 lately no Uh, i tried to play it for my first time when they released it on steam and i quit because it was boring steam version also wasn't great i heard uh i had experienced no issues it was just boring okay (laughs) oh okay jimmy don't 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 be hipster jimmy right now jimmy don't i'm not being hipster i i I don't like jrpgs you know that I, i actually never finished the game i've always played it with friends played it by myself always got really far really far never finished it and you know Um, if you go back you're not gonna know what in the world is going on on your save nope Nope. no i'm not no i'm not and actually i actually found my um playstation one because my friend had all my old systems and he like brought it back to me so it's in this box right now and i i see the memory card there i'm like uh I don't know if I want to go back. So I, I I wonder if I should go back and play it or experience it the way they have here. Cause it seems like they're switching it up there. Is it, are they doing it episodic? Is yep. what I'm hearing? No, no, no. Right. Nobody ever said episodic except for the website that totally clickbaited Miss, everybody. Um, Square Enix said, uh, the final fantasy seven remake is going to consist of a multi-part adventure they didn't even say it was a series of games they said that it's a multi-part adventure implying that the game within itself could have different campaigns or i think the best suggestion that i've heard which is probably the most realistic is that final fantasy 7 will be a game and then the final fantasy 7 spin-offs crisis core dirge of cerberus and advent children will receive their own something dlc episode whatever you want to call it but square enix themselves have never called this an episodic game well they aren't going to use that word because there's kind of a stigma associated with it right Mm. but i mean yes there is a stigma associated like when that one website was like it's episodic and everyone fucking lost their shit and square enix was like i mean no (laughs) 
yeah, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't want that at all. I want uh, full experience. Not that to say I hate episodic games. I just felt like after. Like, it's just too much for me. Like, I just want the whole game after a while, you know? Like, it, it, it's like, oh, man, this is a very interesting game, but I have to wait until the next episode. I kind of mm. just don't – I don't want to deal with that sometimes, you know? Maybe not all the time. Maybe I'll – you know, I'll go back and, and finish uh, Tales from the Borderlands and stuff like that. But I just don't want to start anything unless I can finish it because I, I, just, I, I just – I just I don't like being teased and then waiting two months it's not like um like you're watching the walking dead when it comes out and you watch right. an episode every week no it's like two months and it's like yeah. no no i'm not okay with that i already forgot everything i chose you know i i like to know every detail of you know what i'm playing you know and mm-hmm. if i'm watching if i'm doing the first episode and then do the second episode months later. I don't know every detail, but yeah, yeah. I, I hopefully it's um, final F- final fantasy seven is maybe they broke it up into sections and stuff like that. But I heard that they're actually going to have like, you know, the cross dressing scene for cloud and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, maybe it's going to be a full game and I, how is, how is that not analogous to episodes? What, what do you mean? You, like, you like, think- like, how is it not just PR speak? For saying it's episodes. Oh, the, I don't the, the understand official, the, the official quote says, We've seen everyone's comments and reactions to the news that FF7 Remake will be a multi-part series, and many have speculated correctly as to the reason why we made this decision. If we were to try to fit everything from the original into one remake installment, we would have to cut various parts and create a condensed version of Final Fantasy VII. We knew none of you would have wanted that. Oh, so, so it is. Again, multi-part doesn't mean episodic, because like a dlc of some sort of side section of the game is complete like i wouldn't consider that episodic like would you consider uh bloodborne the old hunters like episode two of bloodborne or something if if they were making final fantasy 7 the remake and then dlc for final fantasy 7 the remake they would not have announced it like this I don't know if they wouldn't because so it's gonna be like announcing DLC is completely (laughs) a bad idea these days, especially before you you know release a game. But if they're planning on doing like a tightened up version of the game with certain specific things changed into side areas that are their own quests, I don't know that that quote, man. That sounds that sounds episodic, and I don't want it. I don't want it episodic, but I do but, want the full experience. What, and I, thing, it's just going to be so hard not to play. Yeah, go ahead. One thing that really confuses me about all the talk about episodic games and the, the supposedly massive effort that would be to remake FF7 in the first place is that why, why do people think it was such a huge game? Because it is. But if you like look at the the pre-render background maps for the zones, it's they, they compared to modern games, it's... It's a little nothing. It's like, I, I what? What do you I mean? I don't know, man. Yeah, that doesn't. What do you mean? Like, like everything is now voice acted and everything now with the new remake. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot more work. When yeah, yeah, sure, it's not have... necessarily the scope of just the map of the game. There's a lot more that made the game big far beyond that. If they recreated the same environments one to one, it would be smaller than like. Metal Gear Solid Five, like or or any like huge seventy hour sandbox map, 
Right, but it's not a sandbox. It's an RPG with storylines and stuff. Like, it's and it's all fully voice acted. Like the scope, like the mini game, sheer square feet doesn't determine game size alone. The the saucer stuff, the 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 chocobo stuff, all all the little extra little bits. I I wonder how they're gonna split all that up. Like, mm. I wonder, is it gonna be something where you you buy it and then the DLC just extends the game and the, the gate you can still go back and do other stuff like uh, you know all the side stuff you know like when you're in an open world oh yeah or is it going to be like a linear experience exactly mm. or is it going to be a linear experience I don't want it to be a linear experience I want it to be a remake yeah and I I I rather it be I rather it extend the story. Um, when you download the DLC, if it's going to be in that way, in that Which, type of I mean, multiplayer. Yeah. That lines up perfectly with the idea of Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus, and Advent Children being quote-unquote episodes of this, which I think would be a cool idea, because I, I love Advent Children, and the ideas of Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus are good, and if they got the proper treatment, could be great. Um, personally, I have more chance of playing this game now that I see that the combat is going to be like real-time and that they're changing yeah. a lot of stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, which is fine because I hate JRPG combat just mm. for like 99% like, of the time. Like a remake would need that. Yeah, I'm not I, a fan I, of the turn base either. That's the thing. I don't think that it does. Uh, it's it's appealing to me more. However, I know several fans, I was talking to a bunch of people about this recently, I, several of the fans that I know have literally just been begging uh, Square Enix for a decade, like, remake the the visuals from the ground up and put out the same fucking game and I will pay you $60 for it. Like, they're asking Square Enix to print money and they're refusing to do it. So, I, I gotta know if that's, like, more respect to them for not making a straight remake, but I'm not sure if anybody wants a super big deviation. Like, I'll play it, but I'm not like, oh man, I'm so excited for Final Fantasy 7. I'll, like, probably buy it half price. I, uh... <laughs> I think a friend of mine said, oh, after seeing this trailer they put out recently, which looks kind of cheaper than the E3 trailer, he was like, oh, it's the the Twin Snakes version of Final Fantasy VII. And my reaction (laughs) to comments like that is like, yeah, guilty as charged, I guess. Because, like, Twin Snakes is is a remake of Metal Gear Solid 1 that was made actually only a few years after Metal Gear Solid 1. It's it's a hell of a lot more flashy. The gameplay is not balanced at all because it uses new features from from modernity that don't work on on the classic levels. But it's not it's also not the definitive way to play the game, but it also is kind of a flashier, a little more popcorny alternative version of playing the original game, maybe for people who already played the original. And if that's the what the way this one turns out, I, I'm OK with that. Mm. That that sounds just as cool as just redoing the graphics on top of the same exact game. It, that would be a little more, uh, I think, derivative. I, I think I kind of appreciate creativity more than than faithfulness to the original. Because I mean, also, I don't know I about mean, you guys, but I like FF9 way better anyway. Well, I really do like FF9. In my opinion, it's not a faithfulness thing. It's just like, look at how many remakes Nintendo's put out that have just like done the same game, but better. Like Wind Waker HD... Is unless you're speedrunning, is like a definitively better version of Wind Waker mm-hmm. because of things like Swift Sail, uh, graphic fidelity is better, obviously, 
like tiny things that they added that like the fucking pictograph box selfie thing like little quality of life bits that make the game a better experience but not necessarily so radically different that you'd be like i like the gameplay in hd better or i like the gameplay in the original better like like you appreciate that you can swift sail but it's just like yeah it was just a a more pleasant version of the same game yeah like like this isn't kind of what gonna yeah be it i don't think like this isn't like the definitive way to play it yeah it's just going to be a different final fantasy 7 but and they they i heard hints or something that they were making story changes mm-hmm. so oh 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 no <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that I, might I, make some people <laughs> jump out windows yeah cue the uh cue the, the violence thousand no cue the hundred thousand <laughs> Like pay twenty dollars to save Aerith DLC jokes, <laughs> like are, that I'm already sick of. Oh God! If there's a way to save Aerith, then then uh, spoiler alert, nerds. Um, I I really wonder how they're gonna deliver those scenes where, you know, it, it was just pixels and words before, and we you know got the emotion from it but like how how is it gonna how is it gonna transfer with with cgi i i, I really want to know i really want to know if they're gonna fail or it's gonna land mm. well i mean it's not it's not cgi or i guess they're using in in game in game engine to, uh, yeah, to it do looks the like the, the newest trailer is definitely in, a, in a good few notches lower than the fidelity of that e3 trailer which means that the e3 one must have been the one that was pre pre-rendered cgi and this is what the actual game might look more like even though this is still supposedly really early on because i I don't think anyone was expecting to get a real trailer like this this soon after the announcement tease yeah the other the other big joke was oh they announced final fantasy 7 remake we'll get to play that in 10 years and then you know four weeks later here we are yeah we we got gameplay trailer (laughs) yeah so i don't know the voice acting is not great talk about this for a bit Mm. I, I wasn't listening. I was just watching the yeah, footage I haven't before. Listened to oh. It either. oh, I feel like the voice acting is something they're gonna have to go back and redo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing can get worse than dilly dally shilly shally from Advent Children. <laughs> dilly dally shilly shally. <laughs> also, thank God they didn't use the Advent Children model for Cloud. Yeah, they changed. It you mean the costume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you! That costume's great. Uh, everyone says it's fucking terrible Advent Children Cloud is so cool it's a little too edgy for me I might cut myself on it oh my god it's not even that edgy (laughs) I gotta I gotta make sure that my fingers don't slip on all the (laughs) blades attached to his belt okay let me just pull up a picture of Cloud zero blades attached to his belt first of all (laughs) it's literally like a vest, pants, and a trench coat. Yeah, like like all the cool kids wore in high school. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like the Look at those Jinko jeans. Oh my god. They're just jeans. <laughs> Fucking They have belts going. It is it is so similar to his Final Fantasy VII outfit, I don't see why everyone's so annoyed at Advent Children. Literally, the only addition is he has a sleeve on his left arm and some of a trench coat. That's it. That's the only difference. Well, I mean, either way, whatever design they picked looks okay. It looks fine. Kingdom Hearts. 
He's definitely Kingdom Hearts. Don't you fucking compare anything <laughs> like I've been killed in the cloud to that garbage. How dare you? Kingdom Let's move the fuck Hearts on. Cloud. Wow. Why are there bandages on his sword? Because his sword has a boo-boo. <laughs> it's like the Sonic Boom redesign of Cloud. <laughs> Sonic Boom. They're just bandages. Okay, and, but yeah. And and, and, and Jared Jer- Jer- has like a bigger upper top and a smaller <laughs> a smaller top bottom. Oh my. Like you missed on, day. Moving on. The the game awards also happened before the PlayStation Awards, which means that everything we're talking about is like super out of chronological order, but that's okay. Because Jimmy, you actually watched this, right? I did. I was not gonna watch the game awards and then the live tweeting it just sucked me in. I couldn't I couldn't stop myself yeah. and I opened it up and I had a great time. I, it was a pretty dang good show. I tuned in for the last 20 minutes. I think maybe Amazing. 30 minutes, actually, because time was going by. I couldn't tell I was having fun and I wasn't expecting yeah. to have fun watching the Game Awards. Yeah, um, this was definitely the first Game Awards that did not feel like that that uber corporate like aside from every time they cut away to the World Battlefront premieres. interviews. No, the world premieres were even fine. The the battlefront interviews were the the part where like you felt like eh because they had all these like in between segments. It was like we're joined by <coughs> interesting gaming personality here, and you're like, oh cool, I'd like to hear about like what's here from them. And then like to tell us about Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, and I'm like, oh, I don't I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about them. And then they're like, my favorite character is Darth Vader, and I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. Just tell me about you. So that was the only part I didn't like, but uh, highlights. I mean, we'll, sa- we'll save the best for last, obviously. Oh, the best um, is we so all, good, we though. All know, it's so we all know good. What that is. I, um, I can't believe that. Like, actually, you know what? Let's 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 just get that one okay. out of the way because that one's important for for, so, for an event that's like as schmoozy corporate ass kissing as Jeff Keeley's Game Awards. It is amazing. Yeah. To see From what, what he was the, doing. The human, pers- the human personification of that is is Jeff Keighley. And uh, when they put it, gave out the war- the award for, um, I don't even remember what it was for, but... Best uh, voice best acting, action I game. I think it was yeah, best, best action, action game. game. Best action game, and Metal Gear Solid V uh, won the award. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland walks up to accept the award, and he says, I'm here to accept the award on behalf of my peers, blah, 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 thank you. And he goes off stage, and then it pans over to Jeff Keeley, who's in his like his like weird emperor's balcony, and <laughs> he was like, "Now, uh, Hideo Kojima was supposed to be here tonight to accept this award, um, but and he and like he had expressly said he was going to be here, he was excited for it, and uh, it, essentially he was like, um, but we recently got." A notification from Konami's lawyers saying that he was barred from from coming here to the awards tonight to accept this, and like everybody booed, which was awesome. Oh god, it was amazing! And then just just to like take it a step further and like really like just actually, I have a lot of respect for Jeff Keighley now. He yeah. was just like like, and I just want to say that I find it inconceivable that any company would. Uh, would you know keep an artist from being with their peers and celebrating their their art form and their medium especially such a great man like Kojima and I was like fucking Konami is getting destroyed right now they're getting roasted so hard and it's by like the most 
corporate person in the face of gaming. <laughs> it's the best a thing. reminder that Doritos Pope isn't yeah. all bad, that he has a soft side. Right. Yeah, right. I, I that was just like... That was super big. Fucking Twitter blew the fuck up, and I was so happy. Yeah. Right, that's what that's what I saw, and I saw all the retweets that uh, um, Hideo was doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I did not yeah. see those. Yeah, he was retweeting a lot of stuff. Like, what, was, yeah. I, what was some of them? I, I you, I'm not sure if he was because there are there. I think fake there's ones? like three three fake accounts. This that wasn't have, fake. It had like fifty thousand. Uh, mm. Fifty thousand uh, followers? No, is he bigger the than the English one? Has one point fourteen million. I don't know how much the Japanese one was, but I know he himself oh, has no, two. No, it was this one. It was this one. Yeah, one point four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, one point one. Yeah, there. with the Lego. Yeah, with okay. the Lego. Yeah, that's why well, I remember. I mean, it's because of the Lego. <laughs> well, the, the all the fake accounts have, have the, the Lego, Lego thing, thing too. Yeah. They're but they're all they're like Hideo underscore underscore Kojima, and it's like oh, I see what you did there, you fuck. But um. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was a lot of great tweets going out that night, and it was great to see Konami getting roasted. And it's like obvious Konami doesn't give a shit anymore because there was no good reason for them to bar Kojima from being there. I, I, they were I just doing it, it to spite him. Surprising that they even did. Yeah, like, like <laughs> how baseless. how do you have a non compete clause in the contract that prevents the person from going to an award show? Like, I want to know the legal explanation. Because officially, the like he's supposed is, to be on. There's not one. He's supposed to be on vacation, right? But at the award show in front of the camera, Jeff Keighley, who personally knows yeah. the guy, said he's at home in Tokyo watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> what a great vacation. <laughs> yep. He's he's sipping daiquiris on the beach. No, he's not. He's at home <laughs> watching this the Jeff Keighley <laughs> Awards on the internet. <laughs> on the beaches of downtown Tokyo. <laughs> I just. I just, uh, it's it's basically confirmation that there's like one or two higher ups at Konami who is personally vested in making Kojima miserable for his yeah. final month, maybe at the company, because mm -hmm. uh, this this may be it. I mean, the earlier rumors were were talking about him leaving in December, and we are in December now, and the bad news of his treatment just keeps coming and, and mm -hmm. piling up and piling up all the fucking time. Um, wow. So, uh, there was another roast of Ko of Konami that night that was slightly, slightly less. Um, and I felt bad because Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland mm -hmm. kind of got was caught a Kiefer in the roast. One. Yeah, it, well, it was more Konami, but in the moment it sounds more, more Kiefer. But, uh, it was that, that girl, Jade, whatever. Jade Raymond? Who seemed like she was high out of her mind. Um, who read? The, she's the one who read the uh, voice actor's card. The one that and I think was she messed made up. a fumble. Yeah. No, no. The card. It was. It was. I think it was confirmed that the card was written improperly because it had the right, uh, the right voice actress name on it. But, the but then it said game. The Witcher Three afterwards, and she read it, and she was like, "The Witcher 3. And when they cut um, to the audience, you see yeah. a guy, the one of the developers in a Witcher Three shirt, just like raising his arms, going, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and and. Uh, in the same shot was the girl who won and Mark Hamill, and they were both like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, but yeah, the she was presenting the voice actors award, and she was doing her her like spiel to intro it, and she was like, "These people bring characters to life and make these games a reality to us. Who could ever like they are their icons in the in games and blah, blah blah." And was like really building up voice actors, and she was like, "Who can ever imagine X game with without this person or?" Metal Gear Solid without David Hayter, and everyone was like, oh. oh. 
I, I literally just tweeted, oh shit. <laughs> but that uh, was it just, was so funny. There, there were like two Konami bombs dropped within a 10 minute interval. Yeah, that was right after Kiefer on, Sutherland on what, accepted the award. What for is usually game. a bastion of, of servicing the most yep. derivative AAA games. And Witcher 3 won. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yeah, congrats, Witcher 3. And I've Undertale got a bunch of nominations, which also blows <laughs> my mind. Uh, which is I'm so not good. gonna lie. I I I reveled in the salt of, of Undertale fans when Rocket League won best indie game. As, oh like, nice. Fair enough. Like those are both really great games, but the fact that Undertale is even nominated on the stage like this right. is like, yeah. what? You're yeah. Right. Right. I I mean, it's is not this is not any hate for you Undertale people, but like I do think Rocket League is the better game. I oh, well, we're after playing fight now. After playing Undertale, I don't know. People were calling it like this fucking second coming of Earthbound, but I, I think it's like a pretty fun, quirky game that makes me smile. And well, I mean, is so clever. is Rocket League, right? But Rocket League is like an endlessly one hundred percent solid mechanically game. Like it's a game that is about mechanics and it does it perfectly. So like I, I actually don't have a thing to complain about in Rocket League. That game is. I don't know, man. Well, well, that's definitely a matter of opinion because, like, some people may not want to play a soccer card game and they want, like, right, story. But, yeah. Yeah, but if you want mechanics and not story, then Undertale's not where you're going to find it. But right, I'm right, just, right. like, happy and surprised and excited that Undertale even got as many nominations as it did. Was it also in the music category? I wish I'd watched more. That's yeah. so weird to say. I think it got two nominations. I don't remember. But, um... Yeah, I, like, I... I'm, what I'm saying, though, is that a lot of the people who were like, I can't believe Undertale didn't win, were like, oh. and it's it's fucking FIFA on wheels beat it. And it's like, you guys, you're just like, that's just displaying a blatant misunderstanding of, of what Rocket League is about. If you just think it's I like don't know those games, cars. but Undertale, those guys, but Undertale's still good. I, I, no, the, I'm, the, I'm not saying Undertale's bad, but like, you can't just completely discredit Rocket League because those, it's those people sports are are, are are dumb. They they could they could go somewhere like it's, it's <laughs> video games. Like I, I bet I bet the Undertale guy is just like wow. I got nominated yeah. for like my my little game maker mm. game. Like that's crazy. I just yeah. you know I did did this side project and I got nominated on a big screen. Like the, the, what an honor he is. He's happy. A, a one <laughs> okay. person game maker project with like static barely animated pixel art. Right. Mm is is showing up in nominations in the same categories as as games like like, like MGS and, and Witcher 3. Yeah, like, who, the who only... cares if it get nominated either? Like I I think the the Witcher 3 was a game of the year, but if it didn't get game of the year, it would it wouldn't piss me off. Like all right, yeah. whatever. Anyway. The the only reason that I would be able to like understand any shade towards Rocket League is that the game was technically a remake. Which is like, like I mean, it is. It, it, it's just a remake. Like it was called like Super Rocket Powered Holy Battle Cars or something. Shit. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I just uh, looked up the nominees: Best Role Playing Game, Undertale. There's one person, pixel art, static yeah. game maker game was literally competing in the same category as Witcher Three, Fallout Four, Bloodborne, and Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, which which for one shows what a great year it has been, but also the fact that a one man project really can climb super duper far in in gaming right now. Yeah, Mm. 
Ah, uh, well. Anyway, we also I got mean, a cute little Iwata memorial segment with Iwata, uh, Iwata, Iwata <laughs> with with Rajay giving giving a heartfelt little speech. It was also seemingly like a little more uncharacteristically human for for the Jeff Keighley Awards. Yeah, it was. Meanwhile, what's what seems right up the typical alley though is the Psychonauts two crowdfunding announcement. Oh man, that you want to talk about roller coasters? This. This, I was like, I've never played Psychonauts, but I know of the cloud behind it. I know the cult following. I know that people love it, and I know why they love it. And Psychonauts 2 showed up, and Tim Schafer was like, here we go. And I was like, hey, all right, that's fucking cool. I'm really excited for everyone who's a Psychonauts fan. And then, like, already, like, backing away off stage, he's like, crap, I was thing. And I was like... Excuse me? What, what? What? Did anybody hear that? Did anybody fucking hear that? And everyone's like exploding about Psychonauts 2 in my feet. And I was, I'm like, felt like the one guy who heard something. I was like, did anybody fucking hear? That? He said it's going to be crowdfunded. What oh, the fuck is going no. on? And then I guess I look Broken it Age up. isn't raking in the cash. Yeah, I actually have a, <sighs> a page. I have a Patreon supporter in, in my Patreon Discord chat who every time we talk about crowdfunding stuff, he just says... The same way every time. I still haven't gotten my physical broken age yet. <laughs> oh my! I feel God. so bad for him because it's like that's first. I mean, first of all, that's fucking shitty. But second of all, like, like <sighs> Double Fine's most recent project, the what everybody is like knowing them for right now, is their absolute debacle of a crowdfunding campaign for a game that pretty much ended up being meh as far as yeah, most people are like, concerned. Like, I don't know if I'm super on board with the criticisms of how they crowdfunded it because frankly, that's it's it's not really something they're marketing to me. I've never I I've invested in not invested, I've I've donated to maybe one Kickstarter that, that I was kind of sort of disappointed in their progress with. But that they're very, very far away and not analogous to Tim Schafer's broken age at all i just am wanting this thing to make good games right yeah and the problem with broken age is that it came out and it's not a great game right and so this is the other thing i i haven't found a concrete uh like definitive statement on this but i am i'm, I'm like 90 percent sure that this website that they're crowdfunding on fig mm -hmm was co-founded by tim Schafer. yeah yeah i think so actually i've heard that as well i haven't looked it up and verified but it wouldn't surprise me because um they're trying to be a sort of trailblazer in the world of video game crowdfunding and fig.co is also a little more of an interesting a little more flexible of a system it basically allows actual true investment at these super high tiers yeah. if uh you can do the paperwork and prove that you or your company your investing on behalf of has one million dollars net worth or 200k annual income you can actually invest in in some liquid stake in the company and get returns yeah you too can have your company suffer to feature creep and tim schaefer's over ambition <laughs> i wonder if they lost money making broken age i don't know but i can't imagine broken age really selling like hotcakes after I mean, I feel like the, the only it people it sold to were the people that backed it. I don't and which know is the any idea. person who oh, bought it. Oh, it would like, have had to sold to more people of. than the backers. Like, yeah, the idea is to make niche games 
that wouldn't have been able to get investment from people who have to worry about less niche of an audience than the niche itself. And as far as I'm concerned, that's other people's problems and not mine because I'm happy buying a game after it comes out. Yeah, I, I too am, aside from things like Indivisible, which I just really wanted to see. How's that doing, made. by the way? I, well, I mean, the, the campaign's over. Then they, they won, right? Yeah, they, they, they smashed won. it. They won. Yeah, they won. <laughs> they won the money. Yay. Okay, good. They, they ended up getting like 19 or uh, 1.9 million or like wow. just shy. So they reached a couple <laughs> stretch goals. And I think Indiegogo God. has a like uh, um, slacker backer thing where you can back post-mortem and it will uh <laughs> and it will uh go to the it's stretch a goals. little depressing comparing those numbers to the tim schaefer ones though because psychonauts 2 is raking it in right now they yeah. have um they want 3.3 million and at less than a week after the game awards have aired they're already at 2.3 million they well, are two-thirds of the also, way there also it hit like 1.8 million in the first like two days so that's been a significant slowdown on the money coming in. They have like 27 days left. I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, no, they're going to be fine. It's going to get funded for sure. And I'm not sure that's a good thing. The only thing I really got to worry about is whether or not the game's going to be good. And we'll find out. Well, here's here's the other other thing. So first, like my first problem with this is double fine, like build up trust first before you start another crowdfunding campaign. Right. Because like. Like this, he said crowdfunding and I was like, I'm out. Like I was never in to begin with because I, I don't really care about Psychonauts, but like I am, I am out and also backwards and I'm going to like convince, I'm going to like tell people not to fund this. And then Oof. after, afterwards, well, like they don't deserve, they don't deserve Kickstarter trust right now. They don't deserve At any least crowdfunding they got trust. Broken Age done, kind of. Oh, good. <laughs> yay, you did it. But like. Especially with a game like Psychonauts, like they're definitely milking the fact that it's a like the most anticipated sequel, at least in, in their IPs. And this brings me to problem number two. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, they put out a statement on their fig page that essentially sums up to to this. It goes, "Hey, you, uh, we were really excited that you guys are excited for Psychonauts too. Um, just saying." Uh, we know you're also pretty excited about the other game we made that one time, Brutal Legend. Uh, if Psychonauts 2 gets uh, funded, I, there's probably a probably a, a better chance of Brutal Legend 2 oh being made, you know? Oh my gosh. And Brutal Legend like, didn't review well. It didn't review well, but it's just as much of a cult hit as Psychonauts. I didn't I'd be, like it. I'd be surprised <laughs> if that was really the case. It's you... I mean, I guess you will be surprised then, because... Everybody and their mother loves Brutal Legend, and it's like it's a game that didn't sell well. But everyone was like, "Oh man, Brutal Legend! That was like the best game on the Xbox 360." And I'm like, "I Whoa. guess, yeah." I've, I've trust me, I've heard that from a lot Whoa. of people. But what I'm saying is that other that other like cult hit. Now they're putting that on the table as a hostage <laughs> to get to get Psychonauts funded because they're like, "Oh, we hear you like this uh, like this other game." Maybe if you fund this game, maybe we'll make that other one. And I'm just waiting for them to fucking get funded on Psychonauts and then do a Kickstarter for fucking Brutal Legend 2. And the other thing is that fucking Tim Chafer is involved in Fig, the website that they're crowdfunding on. So this just doesn't seem... Something doesn't seem stable about this. Like, 
because usually, you know, if you go through Kickstarter, like even there's like kind of some way to be held accountable if your campaign is a complete and utter shit Balls. show. Mm-hmm. But if the person whose campaign it is also is part of the website that is used, I don't know. Does does this? It seems shady. Does it not seem shady? It seems shady to me. Maybe setting up Fig is where all that Broken Age sales money went. Yeah, Tim Shadefer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tim Shadefer. Anyways, that's uh, got an episode that title. That's yeah. what we've yeah. got. Tim Shadefer. Tim Shadefer. Is there is there anything else having happened this week that you guys want to contribute before we finish up? No. no. Um, the new League of Legends patch came out. I'm excited <laughs> to play that. <laughs> that's about uh, so, so the patch uh, notes. Yeah. I installed the. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, the video game. <laughs> oh, God. I'm excited to... Mm. I, I actually have no clue what that game is, so I'm excited to play that. Oh, man. I, I can't wait for the fake voice actor for uh, 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 Johnny Depp. It's going to be great. Shmoney Schmep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy yeah. Deep. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping that the soundtrack is as horrible as the uh, Kingdom Hearts version of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> You think they would just have license to uh, use the real movie's music and the Pirates movies have always had good music. They remixed it, though. Yeah. yeah. You haven't heard Kingdom Hearts version? I I still need to play those games. That's why I had to look up... Yes, you do. No, you fucking don't. I had to Google search for Cloud's bandage sword. (laughs) I I feel like you wouldn't like it, uh, Wouldn't that just, like, defeat the purpose of the sword? Because then you're like covering the blade up with a soft, fluffy, inviting thing. It's like taping a stuffed animal onto a needle. Okay, if we're going for realistics here, <laughs> let's just let's just take a let's just take a second to uh, observe the size of Cloud's sword and the thickness of the blade. Oh, that yeah. is a bludgeoning yes. weapon to begin oh, yeah. with. It's a pleasant weapon. You can yeah. fucking you can skewer that thing with with skewer like. Me. With fucking memory foam, Shish-kabob. and you could hit somebody with it and still kill them. Human I'm just saying. Shish-kabob. I'm just saying. Don't play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Go listen to the Kingdom Hearts Pirates remix and just okay. and just, just giggle. Weep. No, weep. And and then listen to the rest of the soundtrack, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's the thing is that every other song is pretty much fine except for that fucking Pirates one, which is garbage. <laughs> All right, I've it's got that, ready it's the to Resident go. Evil basement music. <laughs> It's it's co- comparable, I would say. Is, is it called He's a Pirate? <laughs> yes. Oh, boy, here we go. All right. I'm going to listen to that after this podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I, Goodbye. I totally thought you were going to say after the break. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.